2: Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. It is Sunday night, just after 8 o'clock. I'm having a great time because it looked like it was going to be one of those evenings when we would come in here and bitch about the refs and be mad at people for missing shots and be mad and just... Instead, the Mavs won. The Mavs came back playing 5-on-8 against the uh, the refs, who were pretty garbage uh, for a significant portion of the game. And defeated the Hawks 103 to 94 in what felt like uh, uh, just it just was a, a really nice win. I, I, I you know no other way around it. Um, really interested to hear what you guys have to say. I just talked about this game with Jason Gallagher for about 20 minutes, so well uh, let's fly through it. Um, remember, I'm going to bring on people whose names I don't recognize as often. Up first, uh, I'm gonna bring you on. Uh, hit that unmute button so you're willing to chat. You can uh, see that on the main page when you're not in the the text or the the text function there at the bottom. All right, coming up first, I see Max. Welcome, Max. How are you? Kick us off there with the uh, unmute button there on the main page. Okay, I see it. There
3: we go. Welcome. Hey, so you know, but both of us back and forth on Twitter have gotten upset. It, it's weird that Jason Kidd's the first calm coach I think the Mavericks have had in about 20 years. If you go through Nellie to Avery to Rick, they would always get mad at officials, get mad at things going in the game. And it kind of I don't know made you as a fan feel good that they're getting mad when you're getting mad. Yep. And it's really funny with Kidd because if you look – the way he was at previous stops compared to what he is now, mm. and uh, it finally hit me that he's Pedro Serrano. <laughs> he is from Major League One to Major League Two. You know, Major League One he's this hothead that's real scary. Then he gets into Buddhism and he's just calm and relaxed. And so maybe we should applaud Jason, and that he's going to be a lot healthier than me and you. He's probably going to live a lot longer life. So kudos to him. Uh, well, but I will say he's doing a really good job yeah. later in games. Of yes, bringing yes. it up. Yeah, and and I would say that the the Philadelphia game especially, I haven't seen him so engaged in a game all season the way he was in that one. But I think it's also probably a good thing. It it hasn't worked so far, but someone to try to rub off on Luca on just, you don't have to live and die with every call, that there are going to be good calls, there are going to be bad calls. I mean, today was (laughs) egregious, and it's not that any of those calls were necessarily wrong. It's just the totality of all of those going against you while not happening. And then just into your two best specific players Mm -hmm. was just hard to swallow. And I'm not sure why Jason didn't review any of those. You would think at least Lucas fifth or Jalen's fifth or even Lucas third may be a warranted review. But I mean, hey, hard to get on here and complain about anything they beat the Hawks down four starters in the third quarter and yep. it, I, I think, you know, if Luca and Jalen stay in that game, they probably won this one by twenty. They couldn't stop us. So
2: that was great. I, game. It was a lot of fun. And I think, you know, the the thing that I really enjoyed was how and I, I, I'm gonna have to go watch that the start to the to the fourth quarter as the rest of the third quarter. Um where the Mavs sort of held on defensively. Uh I was walking my dog. I was just like F this. I'm gonna go walk <laughs> And so I'm like following it on Game Tracker, and it was like eighty to seventy-six for three and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? So I I love I, I mean, this is it's one of these games where you, you you gotta give Jason Kidd a lot of credit yes. for the consistency of what the yeah. Mavericks are doing.
3: And it was great scrambling defense and then also some huge shots by Burke, who who carried them for a little bit because he was the only one. Left on the roster who could actually create his own shot. I was, I was hit, sort of course, sad we didn't some get. Shots.
2: I was really hoping for the Josh Green emergency point guard experiment, <laughs> like just for chaos at that point. But I didn't think we were yeah. gonna win. Like I really didn't think we were gonna win that game. So right. I was just like hoping for bullshit. Right. So. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, Max. Hope you come no, back. Thanks, Kurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up next. Good Lord. Full room. Um. Bring up Stephen. Not seen Stephen in here for in a while. How you doing, buddy?
4: Hey, man. Great. Thanks. Uh, just enjoying this uh, snow day weekend that we got uh, for the past four days. How,
2: how's that been for you? Um, so I got in a little bit of trouble on social media but uh, for saying something I probably shouldn't have. But I did get a message from my aftercare wishing me a happy four-day weekend. And I'm just like, like, like folks, I still got to work. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. It's a, that's the they problem with sleep, the internet. They caught
4: you sleeping. They caught you tripping.
2: I got uh, Well, you know, internet allows for amazing stuff like this. And also means, uh, I have to, you know, we all got to work for a lot of us going to work from home, but that's okay. Right. It was, it's, it's been, this has been a nice end to the weekend. That Friday night game was insane. And then- for sure.
4: For sure. I got to, uh, go to the TCU game last night with my dad. So, um, you know, doing what the Maz front office couldn't do <laughs> in the previous regime. So, uh, so, I mean, just for Maz fans, future names, because I was really hoping to see Mike Miles Jr., who didn't play, unfortunately, but I, he's the next name that could be an NFL prospect. So, my thing is, like, if we can have Trey Burke on a, under contract, I mean, I think he can deserve a roster spot essentially anywhere. He's a really good ball handler. Um, but, uh, is this the Hawks' worst loss of the season? Because it's I don't like, because my thing is like the rest were working with them <laughs> in, the, in the time where it's like you have we don't have Luca, we don't have JB on the floor, no Porzingis, and I don't think they ever took the lead in that stretch of time when they were both on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, is February uh, Reggie Bullock is
2: that the new April Dwight Powell? I mean, so there was this story that I think it was actually devolved from a conversation. Like one it was a stat one of y'all gave us in this green room about how just go look at Reggie's shooting splits. And he basically has this like line of demarcation where in January he is great and then before and then in December and November he is garbage. For like always. We have like nine years of data. It's really nuts. Mm-hmm. um and so it, it it seems like it came around a little later this year but if you actually go look at his month by month three-point shooting he actually did do okay in january too i mean right now he's just shooting the hell out of the ball it's been and then really like like i don't think we're talking about his defense enough he's been
4: that. No, like, he, uh, yeah, he was he was great yeah yeah he he definitely locked down trey whenever they switched uh i thought he did good on Gallinari too uh and then today was just like an absolute relic of a game for, like, Josh Green. So it's, like, offense oh, there. But, I mean, he did have a nice sequence where it's, like, he blocked, I think, Golinari, and then he quickly poked the ball out for a steal from Oconwu who is Onyeka Okonwu, who is was so much fun to watch, actually. That dude's a
2: monster. I He's love so him. Fun. Yes. Uh, you asked a question earlier about, is this the worst Hawks loss of the season? And I'm not sure, because I... Like, it's, it's like, look, like I love basketball. I love arguing and like having fake sports rivalries, but like, I really like this Hawks team. Like I I just, I just do the, some of their players are amazing and I just, something's just not working. And I don't know what that thing is. I mean, we've, we've gone through that uh, with the Mavericks this year where it's like the same group of guys. And sometimes things just aren't figure aren't aren't working out. I Mm -hmm. mean, like they, they shot the ball very poorly from three tonight um I knew the game was over when Trey shot that 3 that went to the left of the rim and hit like the bottom of the stanchion like that was it's just this you know sometimes you have games like this they've really been playing better lately and I think they still have a a pretty clear path to the playoffs because I just think they're very talented. Right, I
4: think they could be a once they get everything together I think they could be a very sneaky like uh playing team if they if they aren't able to sneak into that top 7 but uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, it was great for, thanks for letting me up, man. Um, I'll just uh, stop here so that way other people can chime in.
2: All right. Talk soon. Okay. Um, coming up next, who else do we have? Lots of folks in here. This is just wonderful. Jordan, it's the middle of the night. I'll let you uh, uh, talk where you are.
5: <laughs> it's not super, super late. It's only two here. Oh, good so, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say, first off, that the officiating in this game uh, was not just a disgrace to the NBA and not just to the sport of basketball, but to humanity itself.
2: War crimes.
5: Like it was, it was horrible. I wake up in the middle of the night to watch these games, and the rest didn't even wake up at all. Yeah. <laughs> like it was horrible. Uh, it was just one of the worst.
2: There's 25 personal fouls. 25 personal fouls to to. Oh, I guess it's 18. I guess it evened out. No, it evened out there in the fourth quarter. But it was pretty. It, it was did. pretty rough for a while.
5: Yeah. Um. And then the other thing I want to point out is, uh, I think this was an important Josh Green game. I don't think it was a good Josh Green game, but I think it was an important game mm-hmm. because, uh, there were several things that he did tonight that were things that he normally doesn't do, and also the way that uh, Luca and Brunson both passed to Josh when he was open mm were big. I like that. That's a good observation. S- specifically, Brunson looks off Josh, like he refuses to ever pass to Josh Green at any. Uh, and in fact, he had a turnover at the beginning of the game because he refused to pass to Josh who was open. And instead he shot, uh, he shot and then he grabbed his own air ball um, instead of just passing to Josh who was open. Mm. Um, and he does that a lot, and so I don't know if Kid got onto him or what, but immediately it it opens up the offense because teams aren't going to guard Josh, but he can still pass really good and so I don't know, I thought that was a big game for him uh being able to play off ball, and then it felt like he had sixty rebounds. I know he didn't, but it felt like it
2: hey, you know it, it, there's little there's moments with Josh where it's very much watching a guy try to figure out like how to play basketball he Watching some tape of him, he just, he, he just cuts so unnaturally. Like he does so many odd things and sometimes they're amazing. Other times they're really, really weird, but more or less, I'm, I'm pleased to see him uh, play uh, 10 shots. Uh, that kills me 10 shots in 23 minutes. Just really uh, doing some stuff. I thought he played pretty, I thought he played pretty good defense. He was just a man. In sp- I liked,
5: I liked his defense. Uh, he kind of got cooked the first two possessions by Trey, but then he kind of got calmed down after that. And I think it was pretty good from that point on. Yep.
6: Yep.
2: Well, Jordan, I'll let you uh, get back to your evening. Thanks so much. Yeah. I got to bring on the guy that's uh, joining uh, from across the world in the middle of the night. Um, now we're gonna, now it's mostly folks who i have uh, calling here night after night. So let's just fly through some people and then I'm going to go eat dinner. Brandon, what's up? Kurt, can you hear me? I can.
7: Okay, I am so unbelievably freaking hyped after, I mean, I guess this weekend in general, but this game especially with, as you have the title of this, five on eight and still managing to win. Uh, I, I, I know it's not going to. I hope this is one of the final nails in the coffin on the Luca versus Trey thing. I am sick and tired of hearing Hawks fans say that they want Trey over Luka every single year when with as you mentioned that's a good squad like there are good players on that team if you swap Luka for Trey that's a title contender right now that is a title contender
2: I I, I you know I don't really like the comps because Trey's like so freaking good it just it feels like such a like a fruitless conversation at this point because you know if the Mavericks didn't have Dennis Smith in 2018, they might've picked Trey Young. Like there there's, it's it's tough to, you know, he might've been there at five. You never know what would have happened, but this is just one of these things where I, I think it's, it's fun until it's like people get grumpy. And luckily this year has been much better with that, where it's just, there's kind of a, everybody's kind of gone their separate ways because both players have been so successful.
7: Oh yeah, again, that's nothing against any of the Hawks players. Like you said, Trey's incredible. He's an all-star player, all NBA-ish. Luke is generational. I'm just ready for that conversation to end. Sure thing. What, I, what I really wanted to get to here, though, is Jason Kidd, because I'm still uh, like, I'm still very conflicted, I guess. So when he was hired, I thought like a lot of people here like. Awful hire for on and off the court reasons. When he builds a staff, I actually really liked almost every one of the pickups, especially um, Igor and Sean Sweeney. So Mm -hmm. that gave me some hope. Obviously, the I mean, it's been a roller coaster. First half of the season was awful. First play being a Dorian Finney-Smith post up.
2: (laughs) I forgot about that.
7: Actually, first two plays, they went back to it on the second possession. Uh, and he, I, I don't know. Like, there's been a lot of praise that yes, he he deserves some praise, but also I don't want to overpraise him because like you've pointed out, we're in the exact same boat. We've just gotten there differently. So I, I'm just very confused, and I don't know if this is this bodes well for us. Like maybe our offense is better suited for a half court game in the playoffs, and it'll improve while maintaining mm-hmm. defense. I just,
2: I don't know how I feel about Kid right now. So let me, let me, let me just, I'll, I kicked the shit out of the hire. Didn't like the hire. I think it is safe to say at this juncture, my initial takes were not fair or correct despite being backed by history. That's the thing where I get really frustrated with people where they act like his previous two coaching stints were good. Like they weren't, they weren't good. I also think that any team that has, and this is a wild take, bear with me. Any team that has Luka Doncic should be good at basketball. That's that's my second really firm position. So when they've really outpaced my expectations in terms of how they've played. So if they get to the playoffs and do they lose and they lose in the first round again, do I consider this like a failure of a coaching hire? No. I think they've made it through the hard part. I don't know where, you know, at that at this point, everything now to me circles back with players, not really coaching at all. And when I get mad at the players, and I think that's really, and that's been kind of the focus all season, if we're honest. I think the the um you know he's unbelievable out of timeouts. That's one like area like where they are just knocking the ball out of the park. The defense is still really there. I mean, they got through two games without Porzingis and Maxi against teams with good bigs. We have to sort of kind of push this to the side for for the for the short term. Now, I do wish he would do some more in game coaching, but I just had a, a um, either the first caller or maybe it was Jason Gallagher who was on my podcast before. He, he somebody just said it's like they're playing through, they're making Luca play through some of this stuff, uh, figuring this stuff out on their own without micromanagement, and I think there is some value in that. Um, so you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do because they're winning. Like, yeah, they lost two terrible games, but then they rebounded with two great wins. So, so I feel good about stuff.
7: So I want to, uh, because I've seen a lot of, especially today on the out of timeout stuff. So if you, if, if first of all, anybody who isn't on here, go follow Is Talk on on Twitter. Uh, great breakdowns after pretty much every game. But that's part of the reason why I was excited about the coaching staff hires. His talk is broken down. A lot of these out of timeout plays actually come from Igor Kakos I can't say his name. Igor's player. sure. Sure,
2: so, sure. but you know, but empowering your coaching staff is something that he would not do at previous stops. This like his problem at a previous stop was power consolidation, where he wanted to be responsible for everything. That that's a real thing, and and it's actually documented. Like he sent uh, one guy um up and up it was with brooklyn basically sent him to the front office because he didn't want him on the on the staff anymore i think the guy coaches for uh, the clippers now anyways but i it's it's like this sort of stuff matters is is the thing and so until like he becomes it, 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 it they have so many things that are working in their direction and also so many things that aren't so it's like until he shows himself as more of a consistent issue i just don't really i don't really want to bring it up too much other than saying i'm glad it's working
7: Right. It's just, it feels like, I mean, especially tonight, but even the other night against Philly and so many other examples throughout the season, it feels like under Rick, or I mean, even just with the attitude of the team in general, that is a game that we would have lost. And then it also feels like a lot of the games that we are actually losing, most of the time there's like pretty easily explanations like, Hey, mm-hmm shot 20 fucking percent for free like you coach around that sure so I I hate Mavs optimism because I get less <laughs> every
2: time I hate That's being me. happy in sports it's uncomfortable I, no I, I mean don't. like, I get it the Mavericks are like we've been so blessed over the course of 20 plus years we've really had few down seasons but we've also just had so many amazing punches to the dick that it, it's like I understand this I get it. I know exactly what's around the corner,
7: but I'm going to look anyways. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm optimistic that come playoff time, hopefully with a healthy KP, that we can figure some shit out. The defense holds everything together enough. The the shooting imbalances, you know, that'll come and go, whatever. But, I mean, also, as we saw tonight, like our shooting, like we're winning these games. Yes, they're shooting from three-point land. Maybe bad, you know, statistically unlikely. So is ours. And mm-hmm. but tonight's a reminder of that. We actually won because we hit our fucking shots for once, and we're gonna do that. Like there's enough good shooters, historically speaking, on this team that they're gonna find some of some of these shots. So sure. I'm optimistic for the playoffs, even if we don't make any major move past like Goron Dragic at the at the deadline.
2: Sure. No, yeah, I agree. Thank you coming up, Brandon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Go, Mavs. Yep. Go, Mavs. That's right. So, just want to point out some weird statistical out of these while we're hanging out here. So, the Mavs shot 16 of 36 from three. Really, really good. Jalen Brunson, uh, apparently, we just need to get Jalen Brunson more catch and shoot threes. Four or five, like, he was just unbelievable. And then, you know, it's like Dorian was three of 10. And Dorian missed some great looks. Great looks. Josh Green missed, you know, he was one of three, which is nice. Like, they're still, you know, Luca only took three three pointers, which means, gosh, that means Luca was five of fourteen from two. That's not something you're going to see very often. Um, okay, let's uh, bring up folks and uh, fly through things because uh, I am hungry. Steven, welcome back to the show. What's up, buddy? Hey, Matt. Hey, man. <laughs> Hold on. What okay, do you I'm mean? Okay, I'm good. On. I'm good. I'm good. I'm teasing you. All right.
8: Sorry, I didn't get in another room because I'm with my family right now. Not, but
2: um, they, what, have them on the show too. Come on, Maybe do, no, I'm just kidding.
8: No, what's, no, what's no, 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 no. Um, so basically, I was on that Twitter space, <laughs> that Hawks Twitter space for a while. That was pretty funny. Um, so I, I, I get, I, I was, I was happy. I was happy at the end, but I. <laughs> it was. It, I was satisfied with the ending of it, but I was that. That was a frustrating game. That was a re- like. Oh my goodness! I, I I I'm just I'm just trying to imagine what Luca was doing in the locker room when he ran in after his after his you know five fouls in the technical.
2: Ah um, uh, yes, I mean it's it's his. You could tell that was a moment where he was like, "Oh no, I've taken it a step too far." Yeah, it was. It, was, it, it that, that was a real
8: uh, that was a real frustrating game. I, I after I was uh, I I got a little out of control during that one. Um, but uh, yeah, I like the way they played the D, they played great D tonight and uh. Reggie Bullock had another outstanding game, um, so that was that was a good thing. Uh, uh, Trey Burke, you know, it's all about these guys stepping up, which makes me feel feel good about it, because you know, of course, we had all of that foul trouble. Yeah. Uh, um, now, the other thing is how much money, how much money Mark Cuban's gonna get fined for. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I feel like we've we've not had a Cuban issue in a while, and now it'd be a like if they would have lost that game, I'm pretty sure we would have seen something. But the fact that yeah. they won, they're just gonna put that one in their back pocket because, like, let's be let's be honest. I, I feel that Brunson's five fouls were much. A couple of them were much more egregious than Luca's five fouls. Like the fifth one yeah. for Luca was terrible. But Luca also the it's like. One. Yeah, it's like, don't put yourself in, in foul trouble, is the real thing. Don't charge into Trey Young. Like, that was an obvious charge. Yeah, yeah um, yeah.
8: It's just, you know, it, it was just, it was just like, okay, come on, please, please don't do this. Like, and that was going through my head the whole time. Uh, but the Hawks just had a pretty bad game. Offensively, yeah, it was. They were not good at offensively at all, which kind of blessed us. Uh, well, maybe that's that attributes to our defense. Um, but yeah, that just I want to. I just want to highlight the. I mean, it would have been much worse if if Brunson and Luca were, because those stats would have been much higher. The, yeah. In the, it would have been a blowout. It would. It, it would. have gotten way out of hand. But it, it was. It was good to see people step up. And then, it, uh, yeah, like uh, the guy uh, previous. Can't remember his name. Um. Uh. I. I don't like having optimism. I. It is uncomfortable, but. Um. I think uh, it
2: gives me hope for the playoffs. Honestly. Good. Good. We should have some hope. Like, like the thing that I I just I, I, I need to remind people of this. I am the resident Mavs media asshole. I bitch about this team the loudest first. It is my it is my thing. It is my shtick. Likely because yeah. I've often been right more often than I've been wrong. This is fun. Enjoy the fun, because it can get bad in a hurry. Look at the Hawks. Yes. They made the Eastern Conference Finals early, and now they're kind of fucking through this season. And, like, that has to be awful to be a Hawks fan right now, you know?
8: Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It, it gets real bad, like, uh, but then it gets real good, Like because two two games in a row, the Magic and Thunder, terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. How did we how did really lose to those guys? But then, but then... You know, two ESPN games in a row, prime time, and you play like that. I mean,
2: that's something. That's something to be very proud. Of. Yeah. So, well, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you joining us again, Stephen. Yep. 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 Thank you I'll for having it. me. Hmm? Yep. All right, Doo-doo-doo. Chris, what do you got for us tonight? You're, you're, you're optimistic. Yeah. you one really, of the happy I warriors. was literally
6: going to say. I'm the opposite. I am the optimistic fan. Um, definitely enjoy the good times, like he said, because hell, what last Wednesday? How I was pissed off going on this green room. I just like uh, who do we play? The Thunder or the, it was the Magic. I can't remember. It, it was a shitty team. So just two straight bad losses. But damn it, man, that Sixers win. Oh God! And this one, you always got to beat the Hawks. Just as long as Trey's on that team. I swear I swear to God, the first time we played the Hawks when, you know, Luca versus Trey, that was so annoying to lose against them. Like I think the Hawks were going off on us on three. Uh, my friends were like, ha, you know, Trey's better, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, but one of those things like, well, now, I mean, Luca's four and two, but yeah, Trey Trey's an awesome player, but Jesus Christ, I would obviously, no matter what team you're on, I would you would take Luca
2: any day. Um and yeah, yeah, they had yeah. Cam
6: Reddish. They drafted Cam Reddish, but they already traded him away. So, well,
2: that's where, I mean, that's where this, this whole discussion is no longer interesting to me because if you trade away the guy that you draft, you're basically admitting that, and you know, they had to because he asked out. Um, that, that, you know, you no longer have that asset and you didn't flip it worth anything that's apparently impacting your team. So that part of the discussion is, Damn, he Um, he
6: asked out and he got drafted in 2020. That's crazy.
2: (laughs) He's an interesting dude who I think if he were to do a lot of his career over, he would do things differently. Um, Mm -hmm. he was more of a big point guard. He wanted to have the ball in his hands. Then he got this Duke and he's just like, like he's nowhere near as good as RJ and Zion. So why would they give him the ball? And yeah, I think it's just kind of compounded where he's expected to be like a three and D wing, and I don't think he ever—I don't think he knows what kind of basketball player he is. It's—it's it's disappointing. Cause I like him. Mean, he's huge, but it's just—you know—you got to get reps and you got to maybe accept your role. And some guys in the NBA don't know. How- yeah,
6: yeah. But going to tonight, um, yeah, with uh, Luca almost getting flopped out of the game. I mean, just those four fouls quick, and then yeah, the fifth foul. Uh, I guess that was the Trey foul, right? The the flop. Yeah. Oh my God, that was just. And i like, like, don't lose to the Hawks this way, like with him flopping them out. And I'm really surprised and good on Luca, good on uh, Brunson for staying in the game pretty much almost the whole whole fourth quarter without getting another foul. Yeah. Uh, Josh Green somewhat, you know, got nine points, somewhat kind of uh, bailed us out a little bit, I guess, you know, some points there. I mean, he's weirdly athletic. I always think of it, weirdly athletic. It just There are times you, you see when he's taking the ball down, you're like, oh, crap, here we go. It's like on a roller coaster, you know, like, where's it going to go? He's, just, he's all over the place. He's just, uh, he he's like kind of like a Russell Westbrook, like too much. Like you can't blame somebody for being too intense, but he's just chicken with his head cut off kind of player. Just super fast, super, just playing too fast. Um, Sterling Brown, Maxi clear news about Sterling Brown. Do you think he's out? A little longer than he needs to be, maybe because of a trade or something, or
2: no, he doesn't make enough money. Um, he's he's there's there's injury stuff going on there. Okay, and do
6: you know anything about any uh, news about Maxi and KP when they possibly come back? Because we kind of need some. I remakes. mean,
2: <laughs> no, and you know the Maxi stuff. If we're being, if we're gonna allow ourselves to be a little concerned, anything. I mean, this this was kind of why a, a segment of us thought that the Mavericks needed to sell high on him. I mean, he is a he is a over now he just turned thirty. He he is a huge man who played above the rim for a significant portion of his career. And while he's still a very good defender, I just think the Mavericks have worn him down. Mm. Um, it, it it it's really disappointing because I you know knee stuff, joint stuff. When those, it's just you're just gonna miss time. And the Mavericks, I wouldn't be shocked if 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 he's not out you know through All Star break. It's we're a while away. Just-
6: if we're thinking about playoffs too, obviously everybody's like, we need to make a move, this and that, but Jesus, get a, some type of backup. Oh, I guess they did get Marquis Chris, you know, uh, yeah. I'm just slightly concerned about going into the playoffs. I, I just know this is the thing about the Mavs. We always played, we've been playing the last two years. I feel like against good teams, we just Luca plays his best, you know, in the playoffs. I've witnessed it in person against the Clippers. I mean, single handedly almost beat the Clippers by himself, like two years straight. It's, it's just crazy. I, I mean, but. I'm kind of concerned about being. What are we in the the fifth spot right now? Fourth spot? Fourth spot? Yes. They haven't played the, the worms, Jazz. Yeah. I mean, I
2: don't know. The Jazz are kind of in a slump right now. But what if they get fully healthy? I'm like going against Rudy. They're go not going to get fully healthy. Joe Ingles tore his ACL. He's out for the year. And there, there is where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And Mitchell and Gobert have actual problems. Yeah, like the- I've been
6: reading that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. All, yeah, I'm more concerned about Gobert. Yeah, obviously, uh, Mitchell too, but just that duo right there, I'll be worried about play. I mean, obviously, I think we would all rather play the Grizzlies in the playoffs, even though ESPN has been hyping up Ja Moranth last month. Uh, lastly, uh, yeah, Bullock, you know, taking the reins of the Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of position. I'm just just keep shooting
2: man just like don't even think just keep shooting keep doing what you're doing man because did i really i just called him jared points as i actually called him joe ingles and it's ingles which i know this like i just i I, (laughs) i've been teaching i've been doing phonetic reading with my child this is the problem i (laughs) yeah man i can't believe i just did that (laughs) out of habit but with hardaway being out you
6: know it sucks that he's got injured and all but this is somewhat, for the math's sake, a blessing in disguise because we're getting Bullock's more touches. I think he's getting—he doesn't have to think about it more. They're probably telling him, "No, shoot the ball." Like cause in the earlier beginning of the season, he just couldn't get a rhythm. I guess he wasn't getting as much touches because Tim Hardaway Jr. was chunking up all these random threes, you know. So, um, yeah, more touches for him. He's—we already know he's a good three-point shooter—and very disappointed in Frank Ntilikina tonight. He had zero points. I think he had one block. He had no assists, no rebounds. Like. Come on, dude. Like, he's basically getting a lot more minutes because Luca and Jalen Brunson were out. But I, I've been trying to, like, root for Frank, but damn, he's not giving me anything this year. Like, yeah. Well, it yeah. sucks. But anyway, yeah. This, uh, who we play Tuesday? I, I'm not even looking it up right now.
2: So just, uh, I don't know. My head uh, really hurts 'cause <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. I should know these things. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. well, at least the, the, the Mavs win will ease those hanger pains, like I said on the, the chat. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming up. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, my friend Tyler asks for a Sea of Thieves take. It is a Xbox Live game that I recommend, and it's PC. Uh, I recommend it if you want to play something weird and calming. Um, it is actually how I spend a fair amount of my non-basketball time because it's just just a strange, pretty game. Um, it's it's really stupid, but uh, you know, so is uh, Green Rooms and basketball and all this stuff. So you know, if you you need to have fun with what you're doing. Um, Jared, since you pointed out my inability to speak English, how are we doing, friend? Hit the unmute, pull back, there we go, how we doing?
9: Hey, not bad, sir, um, I think it's the first time I've been up here, um, but I'm actually a Dallas fan living in Atlanta. You
2: poor soul, so, you're gonna have a good time at work tomorrow.
9: Yeah, yeah, and um, I've actually been to three Mavs games in Atlanta. They were all three losses, including the uh, this past season opener for them. <sighs>
2: I remember so, that one. That was they just whooped our asses in the season opener.
9: It was it was absolutely terrible. I remember like seeing like right off the tip, I saw Dorian take the ball up the floor, and I was like, "What is going on?" And then from there, it was just kind of bad all the way. So, sure. Um, yeah, so I was kind of hyped tonight. It felt like a playoff game. I, I mean, obviously it was just another, you know, another season game. But to me, I was I was super hyped. you know, kind of talking back and forth with my buddies who are Hawks fans. That was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I, I guess the only thing I wanted to say is I feel like the mental fortitude of this team is not in day difference compared to even last season, but especially two seasons ago. Like if Luke and JB would have got 5,000 in the third quarter, like, I mean, the team would have fell apart.
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's a great observation. I, and Mark Stein actually, um, when I had a little bit of a sassy tweet about, uh, Jason Kidd, he responded to me and he's like, there, there's much more accountability this year. And, and that is evidenced by this sort of, uh, being able to play through something like this tonight. So I, I think that's a great observation.
9: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great that, and then you know the Sixers win. Uh, I just try to forget about the Orlando and OKC losses. I don't, I don't even know what that was, but um, yeah. Aside from that, I'll, uh, the only other thing I wanted to say is Reggie Bullock, man. At, I I love that dude. I mean, I really love his his shot is so pretty. I, I love his hair. He's he he did that thing to where he um, he refused to let go of the ball when him and Trey got the jump. Mm. Him, like, just that was
2: some eat. wrestling shit. I loved it.
9: Yeah, yeah, you, that, that's important. Like, I mean you keep that intensity uh don't back down. I mean I think it's important, even though you know the, the jump ball had already been called.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is a good point, Jared.
9: Well thank you for coming up. Uh no problem, sir. You have a good night.
2: I hope you come back. All right. Um let's get through a few more people. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get there by tonight just because long day. Austin, welcome to the show. Hit that unmute button there. Welcome, uh
10: welcome. Hey Kirk. Um I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a uh I'm not a Mass fan. I'm a Lakers fan over at Sil- Silver Screen Roll with Harrison, Fagan, that whole crew. I caught a little bit of the game tonight and then I saw the uh, the name of the green room. And I just want to say adding talk soon to the name of this room, elite level troll, my friend. Well done, mm. sir. Well, well done.
2: I, you know, it's like Twitter jokes are, are like the, the people who spend too much time online. Like there's just certain things you really have to laugh at. Like I will never ever get over the fact that that guy Shtick is being Yoda, who Yoda can't see the biggest Sith in fucking history in front of him. Like, what are we doing? Why would that be? It's like, 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 like that. I, I, I'm i trying to think of like a dumber, like a dumber fictional character to like name myself after and make that my whole deal. Oh God. I, mean, I-
10: I, I can kind of get how that would sound cool. But the dude also has some asinine takes, most of all being his Luca takes, obviously. And I just think that just adding this, especially watching you guys, watching y'all punk the Hawks tonight, yeah. was just well well done. Well done. Well, I, I, respect, I, respect the, I respect the troll. I just want to hop up here and say that.
2: Well, thank you, Austin. Appreciate the uh, people who recognize jokes. I appreciate you. Have a good night. All right. You too. Man, it's like you know. I'm trying to think. Like, what is another fictional character that you just like Ned? Ber- uh, uh, Ned Stark, like building a whole persona around a guy who gets his uh, head chopped off because he can't see shit in front of him. My goodness. Um, Leo, welcome to the show.
11: Hi. Uh, just to be quick here. Um, as far as giving Coach and uh, the training staff so far this year, what would you give him as far as like a grade or a tier grade on Josh Green's maturity?
2: Josh Green is tough because it just like I, I it's hard to explain to people he just hasn't played enough basketball like so many guys that come into the league now come in having played thousands of games I, I don't remember when Josh came to basketball but it's very evident that it's got to be within the last six years like he, he just some of the things he does don't make sense and so it's like giving him time to play through this is pretty important um, I still am not sure what kind of player he is I I don't necessarily like. I don't know if he'll ever be a rotation guy, but I like watching him right now because I'm certainly not bored. Uh, so it's just I, I in terms of like a letter grade, just giving him the minutes, you got to say, A. Uh, whether those minutes are productive or whatever is is, is he's just never, you know, he's never going to have a fair shake of things because of the guys drafted around him. Like every player drafted around him within like three or four spots is performing better than he ha- ever has. So it's, it's, it's a little it's not a fair, fair thing.
11: Uh, My next question, uh, as far as like things that you've wanted to see, since we're halfway through the season, um, any like plays or specific lineups that you would like to see? My personal one right now would be JB at the one and Luka at the four to hopefully see him cut to the rim a little bit more and just have like a pop out ball movement kind of like what we
2: Oh, they definitely need to do more stuff with Luka as as a uh, screener for Brunson. Um, more of those two doing screens for one another. Like I've been Lucas finally kind of taking more things off, uh, the dribble handoff action because he really likes sizing things up, but he's so hard, uh, to guard on the move. And he's gotten a lot better about catching balls off these handoffs and going downhill. So they're doing a lot more stuff like that, that I like. I just want to see him as the role man, because, you know, uh, do you remember the, the play tonight where they doubled Luca and he somehow got a pass underneath somebody's legs? Um, and it resulted in Dwight Powell basically getting an and one. If you put Luca in a role position and you get him in these four on three situations, the Mavericks are going to score every time. Every time he's the most doubled player in the league, so it's it's that's the sort of stuff that I hope to see moving forward. But uh, I because I'm not really worried about like positions in so much as I am like actions. Like you're right that Luca needs to do more cutting. That, that's a good observation.
11: And my final one, it's not. It's kind of since we're nearing the trade de- uh, trade deadline. Sorry, English. Um, as far as like maybe maybe uh, making like a side move, maybe using our trade exception to take in someone else's like garbage asset and just taking like a second rounder or like a late pick and just using that for trade material later on. And just you know what, saying that trade exception, we're probably not going to be able to use it to get a player that's actually useful, but more like an asset that we can use for.
2: I don't know. I mean that trade that trade exception is is good for 365 days. It strikes me as something that maybe they try to use in the off season more than now because there's just not that many guys available that fit into it. Um, and and I don't know if there's anybody like getting off of salary doesn't seem to be a thing as much as it used to be in the NBA. Um, more teams seem to be comfortable paying, so I'm just not sure. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, trade deadline stuff. I'm glad we've got you know gotten this far and we weren't really talking about it just because. I think I've, I've said this before and it's worth repeating. I think in the macro sense, it's fucking crazy that we're going to have the same team for three straight years. In the micro sense, I don't see how you trade anybody in this, in this rotation right now. Cause everybody that you might trade is hurt and you can't really trade good players without selling too low. So,
11: well, I think I've taken up enough time. Uh have a good night, Mr. Kirk and you, hope everyone has a good day.
2: Thanks buddy. You too. Um, let's see here, Sam, what's up, Sam. Hey, can you hear me? I can though. No, I Are you driving? Are you, are you driving. driving, you're yeah, driving across the country. Yeah, I'm sorry. If, if it sounds bad, just let me know and I'll hop off. But um, I'll I'll try to be quick. Uh, Reggie Bullock, I owe you an apology because I used to talk mad shit about you in the beginning of the year, and uh, you you showed me up. So I apologize. And um, yeah, just you know, just get to the All Star break at this point. Just kind of continue the momentum because after two bad losses, now we've had. Could you say probably our two best wins of the year? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. The echo's real bad. So, so. so. Yeah, I would say these are these are at least the two. These are two of my top five wins, is, is what I'll say. I I would need to actually look through the list. Cool. All
12: right. Well, that's all I got. I'm sorry about the the echo, but you have a good night.
2: Not a problem, Sam. Thanks so much for joining. Okay, uh, let's go. Jose, what's up? What's up, Kurt? How are you? I am okay. I've got a burrito bowl waiting for me. So I'm, I'm getting a little antsy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Oh,
12: man. uh, couple of things I want to get off real quick. So... Every day on Twitter, uh, usually when I'm at work, I'm listening to podcasts and I'm catching up to your great content. And I'm listening to hoop spaces every single day. And there's a Hawks fan who always talks about the Trey Young agenda and how great Trey Young is compared to Luca and blah, 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 blah. I hear it every single fucking day and I'm just glad the Mavericks won after we took our, we took an ass whooping on opening night from these Hawks. That was a
2: real, that was a real ass whooping. Like that, that was a foreboding loss.
12: (laughs) Right. And, and for this game, to go the way that it went with Luca having five fouls with Brunton having five fouls with fucking Trey Burke having five fouls I love this because we won handicap the refs were against us I hate using that excuse as a as a, a sports fan because you know Sometimes,
3: today,
12: though. yeah, yeah, they they were calling phantom uh, fouls on Trey Young, but you know, I thought the NBA got rid of that. But I was just so glad to to have our Maverick, <laughs> our fellow fans, show up to the Hawk space and, and give them hell. I mean, I'm I'm not the one to promote toxicity, uh toxicity, but you know. After hearing the constant Luka and Trey Young debates every single fucking day, it's it's just like, ah, this wind
2: silences it for It does. It does. And there's three games under 500 now, which is just wild to consider with how good they looked on opening night. So I understand.
12: And then not only that, but when you have your superstar say, oh, The season's not really fun, and you're not really winning shit, and you're a play-in team right now. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous to to have that type of statement. And then, also, there was a Hawks fan in that space that said that they don't have a second star. When John Collins had 20-something points. And sixteen rebounds. Man,
2: that dude plays so well against the Mavericks where where our, our mutual buddy Kenny is just loses his mind every time um the Mavericks and the Hawks play, because he looks like the best player on on the planet when he plays the Mavericks. He is good. I don't know how good he I don't, I don't watch enough John Collins. I just know that like any if elite like he is an elite roller. And I, I, I know he wants more shots, but it's just Man, if, if like, like a him and Luca pairing would, whoo, buddy, that's something I can't get
12: right. Especially those one handed dunks. Like, oh my God. He, he was just so springy. I was just like, ah, and, and, you know, to push my own agenda up here. Uh, John Collins was kind of being a little friendly with the Mavericks. Sure,
2: sure, wouldn't you be? They look like they're having fun. They're they're a winning team.
12: <laughs> right. Well, that that's all I have for you, Kirk. Thanks for
2: bringing me. Of course, buddy. You have a good week. Talk soon. Uh, Who's next here? Max. Welcome, Max. Hey, Kirk. Great, how you doing? Really good. Great, great uh, photo there of Dwight Powell and his Hume huge arms. Yeah, um, it's been my profile pick
13: for ages. I, I think since like last season. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, great, great team win. Um, you know, it it just shows that these these guys can sort of power through adversity. I mean, say what you will about you know the state of the roster or whatever, but you know they got it done tonight, and you know that's all that matters tonight. But yeah, um, so, something I noticed it's like. I, I don't know. Just some some of the fouls. I know that most of Luca's fouls, you know, the first four were pretty pretty fair. But like, you know, I, I swear, like like Lou Dort can like hit a stone cold stunner on Luca in midair, and you know, not get called for it. But you know, Trey Young can like brush someone else, brush his defender, and you know, he gets the call. And I, I think a lot of that is the fact that Luca has this 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 um. This air about him that he, you know, deserves kind of of, um, you know, jawing at the refs. So refs are a lot less, a lot more hesitant to give him a lot of the, like, so called, like, you know, star foul calls. But, you know, I, I think I, I said this, you know, last time I came up, but it, it's, it's a maturity thing. And I mean, Lucas, Lucas Tech could have, could have been the start of something bad because, you know, like, what, all, uh, Luca had five fouls. JB had fr- five fouls. Um, you know, we were like literally two, three fouls away from tell how it having harp come down and play point guard for us. So yeah, on- honestly, I'm just, I'm glad we glad we did it. Glad we got the dub tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that. The, yeah.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Max. Appreciate you coming up. All right. Um, yeah. The, the Luca stuff, I, 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 he one thing that I've noticed going to the games is he doesn't he's not as demonstrative as he used to be. There's no longer showing up going on at least not as often. But it is constant like like talking. It's it's like he he's 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 the kid in class who gets in trouble for talking too much. Like he does not let them be. It is that's the part that I think starts to grade on certain guys, particularly in higher pressure games. And he's just gotta. That's one area where I would like to see other people kind of escort him away, and maybe you know the coaching staff work on talking to the refs a little more. Okay, uh, Garrett, you've been waiting a while. Thanks so much. What's going on?
14: I'm doing good. Definitely better that we won tonight. I just I thought it was really funny that John Collins only had three shot attempts in the fourth quarter after just mauling us on the pick and roll with our big rotation of Dwight Powell and Marquise Chris. Uh, I thought That's- that. Was- Strange. Three shots is three real, shots. That's in a, a great court. pull. Yeah. Uh, huh. They were all in the paint. They didn't try to pick and pop or anything. And they just, they just didn't go to him.
2: Yeah. And yeah. That, that's something that like with all the kind of internal, uh, uh, squabbles they've had, it, yeah. that's really something that's interesting.
14: Yeah. Um, I thought it was the refs were of course bad. This game was more physical than the pro bowl today. I mean, it was just, it was bad. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you caught any of that, but it was a—they're just playing two-hand touch, so it just wasn't fun. But it was, it was just there were legends just upset on Twitter. Like I think Dion had a big paragraph out that was just like, "What happened?" But yeah, I was really glad they got this game out tonight. I, everybody, including myself, owes Reggie an apology. He had Trey in hell tonight. He just was
2: off the entire wow. game. The the reggie stuff is great. So if you follow me on social media ever, you know I'm a right. I'm a fucking lunatic on Twitter, like I just yeah. like it's it's stream yeah. of consciousness. Like I swear I'm not like this in real else. I oh, sort of am. It's fine, I get it. But I I actually made I did a search of reggie tweets because I didn't remember having anything crazy to say about Reggie just because I've kind of constantly believed this he would work out. I don't know why it, it but you know, right. this has come around in such a big way. It's really important. Yeah. I think it's especially with not having the seven
14: seconds or less Tim Hardaway offense that is only run by Tim Hardaway definitely helps get some
2: better shots and better looks up. I mean, him basically taking over uh, Tim's shot volume, I think is what's turning the corner for him because he can't be shooting three shots a game. He needs eight or more. Yeah. And I just, well, thanks so much.
14: You got anything else? I was just really impressed that with their big lineup of, and Capella only played 20 minutes. I so Okongwu
2: is the guy for them moving forward. He, yeah. the, I wouldn't be shocked if they move uh, a Capella soon. Yeah. I mean, it's just
14: – but Dwight and Chris is the two guys – I think the only two guys over 6'10", really. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get anything inside without Collins. It was just impressive. So I was really glad that they could overcome the refs and the Hawks. So
2: all right well thank you so much for joining Garrett and you know we were just talking about John Collins um somebody replied to a uh like Dalton's talking Dalton Trigg of Matt Dallas basketball is talking about uh he's saying why hasn't the uh the John Collins trade been announced yet and somebody replied to him with a gif of Dwight Powell and it says we have John Collins at home (laughs) oh god the internet is amazing um all right so jeremy you are the last request i have so let's take us out unless we get anybody else that want to uh come up
15: yeah i appreciate it uh this is the first time i've ever been on your space but uh
2: i've listened oh shoot i'm sorry i would have brought you up earlier
15: no it's good man i i had never before even requested so i wasn't aware that uh (laughs) If you double tap it, it takes you off of the request thing. So I must have fat fingered it and hit it twice because uh, I don't think I was even in line for a while there, even though I thought oh, I my was. Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Welcome. What do you got for so, us?
15: I just wanted to bring up the fact, like, I already DM Dalton and asked him this, but it's mind boggling that Atlanta wants to get rid of John Collins to me. I understand that he plays better versus us than he has in some other games, but He's consistently gets the kind of rebounds that I wish this Mavericks team had. Just one guy that could consistently get rebounds, like I mean, 14 or so tonight. And I also think that game you could put that at Nate McMillan's feet, like especially when we when we had all those people in foul trouble. I don't know why they weren't just spamming that over and over, just going to those big dudes, because we don't we don't really have nobody that can guard them like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think they want to move him. I think that there's this, you know, and and not to be a shit. Well, fuck it. Who cares? It's we've been talking for an hour. The the stuff that has happened in Atlanta for two seasons is the sort of stuff that had that people sort of think is happening with the Mavericks, but never has actually been proven outside of some kind of KP pissiness. I mean, Collins wanted out last year and then bucked up because I think someone basically told him he was going to get the most money from, from the Hawks and he just needed to live with it. Um And now he kind of wants out again for the, 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 you know, for shot related reasons. And if they're, if he's not getting enough shots and they're not winning, he kind of has an argument to be made, but I think he's just really good. I, I think they need to use him more.
15: Yeah, I agree. Like, I personally am with a lot of the other people, especially Jose that mentioned it. If he wants to come here, I'm not exactly sure what the trade package would look like, but I definitely got room on my team for John Collins next to Luca. Like, That's right. I, I know we'd be spamming it left and right.
2: I'd love it, but, you know, I don't even know. How. I'm so terrible at trade stuff. That's why I just can't wait for, uh, for Thursday.
15: Yeah, I understand that. But then the other... Last couple of things I wanted to say is uh, I'm, I'm loving the rebounds from Josh Green tonight. I mean, he had five quickly, like midway through the second quarter, there was a point where I was legit questioning whether this dude was going to get a double, double Yeah, six <laughs> points and five rebounds pretty early. Like, but I will say that some of his rebounds, like he comes down so awkwardly, like sometimes I'm nervous. He's going to get injured the way he comes down with the ball. But Still love to see the hustle and um, more minutes for him are needed for sure. And the last thing I wanted to say was just kind of piggyback off what you were saying a minute ago is uh, this team has taken a huge step forward with uh, Bullock taking the Tim Hardaway Jr. role. Like I love Tim Hardaway Jr., but having somebody that is good on both sides of the ball has been huge for us
2: well it's a wild concept playing defense um timmy just looks like a guy in a turnstile like uh he makes me think of uh the scene in elf when he runs in the um in the revolving door like that's how tim plays defense it's not his fault that's just what he does versus i mean bullock is just locked down um i'm i'm just really impressed with him i love it
15: yeah that that uh play tonight where i where he locked down um uh, Trey who was just trying so hard to get to the basket like that's some of the best defense i've seen all year by a Maverick like i loved it well thank you so much for joining us Jeremy hope you
2: come back we'll do man you have all right to you as well go oh, Christian Christian wants to take us out Christian you got to say it say the words
16: energy energy baby Damn right
2: <laughs> So, uh,
16: yeah, I, uh, I missed the first part, um, of the conversation. So my apologies if some things have already been no, said. No, that's what,
2: remember, don't ever apologize. This is therapy. We get out our feelings.
16: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm back on the West coast. Of course it was an early game, but I, I, I don't know how you guys stay up so late. Definitely, uh, do my best out there on the central time, but, uh, I, you know, I think um, I really hope we stick with the lineup uh, once everyone's healthy of Luca, Brunson, Reggie, Dorian, and KP. I think uh, the switchability of that defense um, is going to be really important, and having two good uh, perimeter defenders really kind of allows KP to be the rim protector we need. Um, And obviously I I was getting dragged for such a long time uh, about still believing in Reggie and his shot. And I think when you have that kind of career, you know, he might not hit the 40% uh, threshold on the season or any of that, or uh, kind of match some of that. But I think he's just going to be such an important piece for us in the playoffs. And I think this team can really make some noise. Um, And I think I, I, I would. I feel very confident. We make a move at the deadline. I don't think it's going to be the move that everyone's projecting. Like the move I would like to see, and especially with the starting lineup that we have, would be getting uh, using the TPE uh, that we have for uh, Holiday of the Pacers. Clearly, they're uh, letting some assets go. We could get them for relatively cheap. And I think you kind of just plug him in there to that second unit, let him hit those open threes. He's a volume shooter from beyond the arc um, and a solid defender. And, uh, you know, we'll see. But what what would you think of that kind of move? Like, what do you think if it if it's at least a minimal move? Uh, would you prefer a big man, a shooter, or what are your thoughts?
2: I'm so bad at this. I, I just want something new, um, something new to talk about. I'll take I'll take whatever, um, but if they don't do anything, I think I've settled on not being mad about that too, because I mean they're playing well and it's hard to you know it's it, this is really unlike in previous like last year kind of drove me nuts when they didn't didn't really do anything at the deadline because you know one they didn't have the assets but it's like oh we're playing fine like they were that was a rough stretch to get to the deadline last year uh, the Mavericks had to grind themselves basically to, to dust so you know whatever they do I'll be fine with it even if
16: yeah do you know how long like would at the end of the season, do we lose the T? You lose it or is on it the 366th year?
2: day after you get it. So, like, it, you have up until that time to to, believe, uh, to use it. Um, I'm pretty sure that is how it works.
8: Well, so. I
16: certainly hope you don't let it go to waste. But you know, intrigued to see what happens. Uh, hopefully before the deadline. But appreciate you bringing me up as.
2: Sure thing, dude. Yeah, one, I uh, just just really love how no one has brought up the fact that, like, Josh Richardson shooting, like, 42% from three pisses me off to no end. But, hey, um okay, guys, it's been a great time. I recommend this app. We have a lot of folks in here. If you'd like to be notified be sure to tap on my face uh, and click, you know, follow me. Otherwise I post these after games. We do these, we go anywhere from, you know, 15 to 45 minutes or a couple hours, depending uh, some weekends when I've had a little bit to drink, we're just going to keep talking. Uh, If you also want to, please subscribe to the Mavs Moneyball podcast. We put out pretty consistent content uh, and go check out our website. You guys are the best. This has been fun. Uh, We will uh, talk to you guys Tuesday night.